Let's welcome to the VIN podcast Rabbi Pesach Friedman. He is the CEO of Chaim V'Chesed, Rabbi Friedman's amazing organization. Helps thousands of English speakers navigate the Israeli system, obtain passports, visas, many other crucial services. So Rabbi Friedman, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Yaakov, for having me. Absolutely a pleasure. And if you could walk us through the basic process of obtaining passports and other papers. And look, we all know about recent media reports about people having trouble obtaining passports, Americans in Eretz Yisrael, people maybe even being mistreated. Sure. So let me take you back to a few years ago and also give you just the general process of the way this works before we get to some more recent events. Uh, There is, as you probably know, a huge uh, English-speaking and mostly American community that lives in Israel uh, that's actually a lot bigger than just the Kolo couples or the few people that you might know that moved to live in Yerushalayim because there are actually hundreds of thousands of documented U.S. citizens who may also be Israeli living in Israel. So it's actually a very big uh, outpost of American citizens uh, abroad. Uh, the services for those for those citizens are supposed to be provided by the U.S. Embassy in Israel. There's also what's now called the branch office in Tel Aviv. And especially since Israelis cannot enter the U.S. without a visa, so those who are American citizens need to have a passport to enter. And therefore, all Americans living here, American citizens, regardless of if they're long-term residents, if they're tourists just passing through, uh, have have times when they have to encounter the U.S. Embassy. Now, uh, we know that much of the world, and government offices especially, shut down during covid uh, that was certainly the case with the, the U.S. Embassy in Israel. Uh, the difference being that it has still not recovered fully from COVID at all. There was a major backlog, uh, and it was never simple or very, very quick to get an appointment in the U.S. Embassy. But during COVID, it was next to impossible, and they haven't dug out of that. And what that has made is a situation that Americans living here in Israel cannot get the services that they need. Primarily, that means passports. So th- there's been a situation going on for the last couple of years where foreigners, who uh, Americans living here, who wanted to get passports needed to make an appointment. There's an online appointment system, and people were, were not able to get appointments. They would go online, and on t- at times they would even see an appointment available. They would begin to enter their information, and by the time they finished entering their name, date of birth, whatever it was, the appointment would say, sorry, the appointment's gone. Appointments taken. Wow. And what it turned out was taking place was there were actually bots which were gaming the system. Since appointments were so rare, people set up bots. There were unscrupulous individuals out there grabbing the appointments, selling the appointments, charging money for the appointments. And legitimate uh, citizens like you and I had a really hard time getting appointments. Unbelievable. Uh, this, was, this was an ongoing thing. And what it basically did was and continues to do to some extent, was leaving people stranded. An American citizen cannot enter, cannot return to the U.S. If he, does, if he or she doesn't have a valid U.S. passport. And if, sure. if you have eminent travel, eminent travel and, there, and there's no appointments available, you're really stuck. Now, the way you describe it, it seems like this is kind of snowballed and really began a couple of years back because of COVID. Why is it becoming such a bigger crisis, it seemingly, at least according to the reports, now? Okay, so th- that's a great question, and I'll give you a couple of recent events which which have led to this. Uh, we at Chaim Chesed have been dial- dialoguing with the embassy really for a couple of years over this, and 
I am pleased to say, or I should say I was pleased to say, that uh, in early February they rolled out a new system which was supposed to lead to making appointments uh, more available. Uh, one major thing it did was require a CAPTCHA and then a response email by the applicant, which would prevent bots, meaning computer-generated uh, appointment snatchers, to grab all the appointments, which they sure. claimed would eventually uh, open up appointments for everyone who needs them. That was one part of it. A second part of it was that there were there was a system put in place for obtaining emergency passports. And that means if someone has emer urgent travel and he cannot get an appointment, there became an option to get a short-term, actually six-month uh, passport, which would allow the person at least to get back to the U.S. on that passport. This was useful for adults under certain circumstances, and very significantly, it was an option for those who had newborns because, Yaakov, what, what happens here is someone – uh, an American lives here or is visiting here or living here for the year, and they give birth to a child. If they want to travel back to the U.S., for example, before Pesach right now, they need to get a passport for that newborn child. And appointments just weren't to be had. As a matter of fact, as of today, you could get an appointment several months down the road. So wow. this emergency passport was a great. This emergency passport was a great option for those those people. If, even if they wouldn't be able to get a full-length passport for their baby, they could apply and receive an appointment for an emergency passport at the embassy. And many, many people did that in the past number of weeks so that they'd be able to get back to the U.S. with their newly born child for Pesach. What happened last week, and this is what you're reading about in the news, was that they rather abruptly canceled that option for receiving an emergency passport appointment for a newborn. Wow. And what that, what that essentially did was that basically barred anyone who did not have an, a, a passport yet or did not yet have a passport appointment from having an option to travel back for, pay, for Pesach to the United States. And then, of course, that even creates a bigger logjam because now it adds all these other people to the mix. That's correct. As a matter of fact, even, the, even this emergency passport uh, option, which was somewhat benefit, beneficial, uh, added trouble to the mix as well because they're only going, going to issue six-month passports. In the past, they had issued 12-month passports. A six-month passport means that those people are going to turn around in a few months from now and, again, be pounding on the doors of the embassy for a full-length passport. Right. And, by the way— so one... it, wasn't, it wasn't an ideal situation. Yeah. Yeah, understood. And one thing you're clarifying for me because I saw reports which talked about specifically the newborn— passports. And in my mind, it was kind of like, okay, look, I feel for anybody who has a newborn, but that seemed to me to be like an anomaly. You know, somebody has a newborn, they don't have a passport, like it's a technicality. Whereas what you're describing is, no, this is a big picture issue, which is affecting many, many families, including those who don't have newborns, including those who have had passports for years, but have not been able to renew it because of the whole backlog. That's 100% correct. I mean, just by way of example, uh, Chaim Vachasen, together with Amudin, set up a page just last week, I believe on Wednesday or Thursday, just to gather uh, information on those who are seeking appointments who have not been able to get. And from Wednesday or Thursday of last week till today, we have 265 passport applicants, meaning people that are seeking appointments who haven't been able to get. And I'm sure that there are many more who just haven't turned to us and submitted their information. So that, that, that is a, a large number of people who aren't being serviced. And what it boils down to, Yaakov, is we believe that the embassy is supposed to be serving uh, serving the community, and 
allowing U.S. citizens to at least be able to travel back to the United States. Now, is there any option for people to obtain something by mail or to mail it to the United States, or can it only be done through these appointments? So that's an interesting question. There is recently a way for adults to renew their passports online. Um, The person needs to be in the United States or at least have a U.S. address, but that does not help for newborns. And it also doesn't help for those whose passports were obtained when they were children or now are adults. It's, it's not an option in many cases. And also that process itself takes many weeks. The average time is six to eight weeks, I believe. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And one other question you had mentioned to me when we spoke earlier about expired passports. There was some kind of loophole over the last couple of years where people were able to travel with expired passports. Is that correct? And that is no longer an option? That's correct. During COVID, there was an exception put in place uh, in which people whose passports had expired in a short period of time before that, roughly a year and a half, uh, were allowed to return to the U.S. on an expired U.S. passport. That ended on June 30th, 2022. Uh, It was a great solution because people weren't able to get appointments. And when that ended, there was a basically an outpouring of new applicants as well, because all the people who were able to take advantage of that, of that exception no longer could. And that's why we saw in July, uh, the system totally collapsed and there were people, uh, you know, literally uh, waiting months and months for, uh, for an appointment because all those people had been added to the mix. Uh, We would love if that would be extended or made a, made a, made a, a permanent exception that you you allow your own citizens to travel back to your to their own country on an expired passport. Many other countries allow that. For example, Israel generally allows an Israeli who's abroad to return to Israel using an expired passport if it's if it's, if it's recently expired. So if the U.S. would do that, that would not so- solve all the problems, but it would be a solution for for many people and hence take more pressure off those who are seeking appointments. Right. Okay. That, however, I want to emphasize that that's not something which is up to the embassy in Jerusalem. That's a State Department decision which is taken over there in Washington. I do want to mention that we're in touch with the embassy, and there are some people in the embassy who are doing their best to uh, try to service the public. Uh, they often seem to have uh, maybe manpower issues. Maybe they don't have enough staffing. There is, like I said, a very, very large American expatriate community here, and maybe Washington. I would love for Washington to send them a little bit more manpower. Uh, but in the end of the day, this is a situation, and and something's got to be done to improve it. So my final question, uh, practically speaking, as we approach Rosh Chodesh Nisan here, it's the 11th hour in terms of Pesach travel. I know there are some big politicians who have gotten involved, Chuck Schumer, Congressman Mike Lawler, uh, who are at least reaching out to the State Department. So do you envision a solution in the next two weeks, those families who are kind of sitting here on the fence, I mean, how does this play out? Uh, first of all, I can't tell you what will be. I know that, like you mentioned, there are some powerful political uh, figures who are getting involved. I hope that it shine, they're shining a spotlight on it. will maybe get some things moving. But like you say, there is not an awful lot of time between now and Pesach. Uh, I don't know. We could, we could only hope. I can, I can tell you that, again, the embassy did come towards us uh, last month. We here in Chaim Chesed actually had a baby passport event where the embassy came down to our office with uh, eight staff members, and people came to our offices as opposed to going to the embassy to apply, and 101 babies 
got passports and also consular report of reports of birth abroad just by attending our office, which was a great service. And I think also knocked that many people off of the pile of applicants. That was uh, that was a very gracious move. And if there'll be more you know, similar events, I think that would help. In one day, like I said, we did 101 babies, which is more than they do in several days. So there are possible solutions being bandied around. But at the same time, like you said, the clock is running out. Uh, I thank you for putting a, a spotlight on this, and hopefully all the talk about it will, will bear some fruit. Yeah, and on that note, I first want to mention, before I forget, a tremendous Yoshikayach for all of your efforts. I mean, clearly you're working around the clock, and you're just you you're so invested in this, just speaking with you. You know, you you just really clearly just give all your emotion, all your heart and soul to the, to these causes, to this mission of yours in general, and specifically this. And should we put a link? Do you want to tell people how to get to that page that you have with Amudim, uh, where they could sign up? Sure. So whether they get whether they go to our website or Amudim's website, they'll they'll fairly easily see that. If they go to chaimvachesed dot com, uh, right there on the. Uh, left side of the page currently where it says efforts to resolve password issues for Americans in Israel. Uh, there'll be an article and details about it. And the actual URL can be found at amudim.org forward slash USC. Amudim.org forward slash USC. We're going to put that, I believe, on the VIN News site as well. Rabbi Pesach Friedman. I thank you very much once again, yeah, Yaakov. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Anything we can do to help. Rabbi Pesach Friedman, CEO of Chaim Vachesed. Thank you on the VIN News Podcast.